Hey now, everybody. Hey now. Welcome to, ladies and gentlemen, a brand new edition of Roundtable Willie. And believe it or not, our special guest today is the one and only Damian Mitchell. Yeah. Hey, now. hey now. Hey now. Hey, hey. Hey, hey man. Y'all are, are, so, are so nice. Thank you. Hey, hey now. Welcome to the, uh, the studio. I ask everybody that comes in here, I'm like, hey, what do you think? I'm impressed. Like, this... This is a nice ass setup. Like, I mean, yeah. I had seen pictures and stuff, but when you're in it, and I've seen a couple of y'all's interviews already, so it's like I'm sitting here looking. Okay, where are they in? Like, where where are they in the studio? Like, where yeah. is everybody yeah. sitting now? We're putting names and faces and everything. It's like, okay, this this is nice. I enjoy it. Like, this is it, baby. Cool. It's nice and relaxed. It it's, is uh, very comfortable. By the way, we've got alcohol for you. Normally, okay. We're not the one that brings the alcohol. It's usually the guest, but we were like, "Oh, that's on me." That's well, no, it, it's it's four o'clock in the afternoon, so we were like, "Well, there's no need to do it because nobody's going to want to drink." And then Amy <laughs> says, uh, "Y'all want a beer?" And Damien's like, "What you mean?" Like, hey yeah. hey I'm all, uh, my my clock always <laughs> says shot o'clock. Like that's yeah. that's how I operate. So we've got, uh, you know, there's there's this whole Bud Light. Did y'all ever on the on Jots? Did y'all ever talk about the Bud Light fiasco? No, no, we were. Uh, we're too busy drinking them still, so I guess you know. nobody cares. No, nah, yeah, Wait, beer's or, a beer. Are they a, uh, a sponsor on Jocks? They were at one point in time. Oh, okay, but they're not anymore. No, no, no. no. It's gonna I'm going to be honest. It's not really that big of a deal to me. I get it, and I understand most of our audience has sworn off Bud Light. Uh, Michelob is in that same Anheuser Busch deal, are they not? I have yeah, no. Clue. They are okay. So um, it's it's whatever. I mean, now they're the official beer of the UFC. So it's kind of like okay. I, I feel hey y'all. The Bud Light had a couple people mess up, signed up a trainee, and they got you know they lost a lot of money. I think we've punished them. Can we just not come back around and be like whatever? I mean Bud Light's See, not like, even to that me, good, but and that's the thing. Like I didn't really, I didn't really care at that time. I was like, damn, is the beer cold? That's all that matters. Like I just think a a beer that's cold is a pretty good beer. Kind of care less on the label. I'm a I'm a craft beer myself. Yeah, yeah. Are you? you know, I, I like the fancy stuff. But with craft, drunk quicker, you can't drink a, a lot of them. Like, yeah, and, and maybe I'm different. past that age anyway. But right, it used to be for me. I'm like, I need a beer that I can drink twelve of them in like three hours. So yeah, okay. So I say that at 27. Like I'm kind of in that boat at 27. Mm -hmm. It's I mean, I'm cool with knocking down a 12-pack, but also, I mean, you know, three or four of the craft beers can get yeah. me Well, get you me get right. a six-pack of the craft beers, and you're huge. Man, if I'm knocking down six, you know, on, a, on like one night, if I'm knocking down six, yeah. like, yeah. It's Tony Gump, wait, how many beers uh, in one sitting have you had in your life? Like, what's your record? Uh, for just beers, not any yeah. type. Uh, I would say in one sitting, uh, I, maybe, uh, maybe like 15, 14. Mm. I'm so <gasps> proud right now. It makes me happy because Tony's not a drinker, so that's actually an accomplishment. Yeah. No, I've I've had fun with it, but I just don't drink anymore. Now, Bert, I told mm -hmm. you to wait to open the beer until yes. the the show started. You can go ahead and do that. Now. Okay, the show started. Hey, you wonder what my record is? What's that? Twenty two. I've drunk twenty two beers in four hours. And see, like I was a late <laughs> bloomer to beer. Like I I didn't start drinking beer till I was like thick in college. Like yeah. I, I mean, kind of just it just wasn't my thing. It was kind of like a taste, and it was kind of like a. I, had, I guess my taste buds had to grow up a good little bit before I yeah. know, dove into it. Yeah, it's an acquired deal. Well, when was it this uh, 22 beer fiasco, Joe? Yeah, that Bird? doesn't sound safe, bro. I was uh, 18. My trip. Mm. 
And we were just driving around. There you go. Okay. Oh, the statute of limitations are up. Like, you're good. We had... Uh, go ahead and pass that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we also, live in the country. Just getting drunk is pretty much all you can do. Mm-hmm. We also have these, by the way. Amy yeah. uh, brought these. These are actually cold. Did you notice that? I Cute. didn't. You were the one that asked for this. Right. I'm and that's not why drinking I was, Fireball. Not, I mean, not like, this early. See, I didn't want to, you know, rip the plastic open, but... I mean, I thought we'd you know crack open the beer first, and then we'll gradually get to the fireball because I needed something to put with my Mountain Dew. Just, anyway. just rip it open. Just rip Go it. Ahead. Up. You know you no, want to. Before, I mean, I do it. Like, just do it. Before you do fireball, uh, Amy, can you grab us the Taylor? What is, what is it? Taylor Port? Was that what it's called? <sighs> as long as it's not Taylor Swift. He, Taylor Swift Port. This is called Travis Kelsey wine. It's um. So this is what Angry Carrie brought it's last night, mm. and uh, or last time. And this is something that he he said. There's a TikTok challenge where it's called the Taylor Port Challenge, and you see how much you can drink without falling out. Which you know, I don't suggest for anybody. But we drank this last night because he was a guest, and we didn't want to tell the guest we didn't want your booze. Yeah. So I, I take a swig of that. Yeah, go ahead. Let us know what you oh, think. Oh man, we also oh, this is the kind of party that we're in. Okay. Yeah, just just try it out. We just wonder. We just need your opinion on it. What do you think? Sweet. Take another swig. Go ahead. <laughs> I dare you. Eighteen percent. Come on. Like, what are you, a fi- wimp? Fireball wine. Beer. Yeah, let's not mess the guy up. That's what I'm saying, man. It's a. Yeah. Besides, this is a souvenir. The sun is still up, y'all. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, like now, if we're, it's about 10:30 at night. Oh yeah, we turn all three of them to the back of the head. But right now, damn it, let's ease into it. Our souvenir angry carry signed this. Yes. Um, and so we're gonna have to find something. You you might have to give us your jacket or something, something you can sign <laughs> that we can leave in the studio. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we do this, need to crack, we need to crack up that fireball though. After yeah. After he had us drink this, it was uh, he said, "Yeah, my friend in Mountain Brook told me that it's not for drinking; it's for cooking." And so, but I mean, we drank it last night. And we're not. Yeah, dead, I was saying so. like I thought wine was meant to. Yeah, had a good little kick to it. I mean, I mean, it's like it was like smooth, and then you're like, right. "Oh, hello, hello." Maybe it's uh, you know, it's like drinking vegetable oil. Yeah, you can take that, Amy. There we go. We're Amy, the vape mom is over here doing our dirty work. Good land. Look at her chugging it. Go, go, go. <laughs> oh, my about. gosh. No, no. We, uh, Tony's like, no, oh, don't do that. Oh, boy. That she's hitting the fireball. She chugged it. That's oh what I'm talking God. about. That's what I'm talking about right there. Man. Oh, my God. We turned this thing into a party, so baby. we've had, um, so far in, in here, we've kind of got this hodgepodge show thing where we have a roundtable Willie on Mondays. Uh, and then later in the week, we do a an interview. Okay. But what it's kind of turning into is the interviews are almost identical to Roundtable Willie, so we don't know how to differentiate those those two shows. But we're about to start implementing hot takes, which is like 30 minutes of Andrew McClain, politics, yes. you know, oh God, whatever. Politics. Does that do, Are y'all scared of <sighs> politics over at Jocks? No, I wouldn't say we're scared of it, but it's like... It's too much. Man, it's football talk, season, I man. Talk about, <laughs> yes. I want to talk about football. You da- damn right. No, like, no politics. You damn right, man. Let me say this, and I said this to Valerie <laughs> Vining uh, a week or so ago. I said, when I come, and, and you're the exception in this because you're always having a good time. As always. But the rest of the sports guys, like, when even they're running into them in the hallway, mm-hmm. they seem to be serious 95% of the time. And it's okay because I right. when Tennessee's playing and I'm at home, I'm I'm all business, so I get it. But 
I look at the politics side, and I'm like, we should be the the grumpy old white guys that is over true. here. And yeah, you go over to the jock side, and it's like locked in, serious business, especially during football season. Yeah. Is that is that an accurate? But no, it, it comes with being great, though. Like it's kind of like Nick Saban doesn't smile often. No, he doesn't. And I mean, the results are kind of there. It's kind of how it is on that side. But I'm I'm more of it's like a locker room. So you kind of just know your your teammates. You kind of read them or how they are. I'm the one that's like, whether come hell or high water, we're going to laugh. We're going to have a good time because that's yeah. what I'm here for. Because the last thing I want to do is show that motherfucker miserable. Like, yeah. We, yeah. We, we well, you, that's me. the reason. No, you can cause it. It's fine. Okay. Uh, well, this is the reason that you're the only jocks person we invite over to our show. I appreciate we're, it. We're afraid of everybody else, actually. Well, I mean, I think y'all are elite company. And I if I do like, say so myself. I've got to know Landrum a little bit. Love him. Because he goes to Mandu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't really know anybody else. I, th- I I talked to Greg one time, and it was like when I so was- So what would you like to know about him? Uh, I, I mean, I work with him every day, so I mean, I'll, I'll start from the top. Eh, I don't I don't need to know anything, I guess. I'm Ryan's pretty, I the boss man. He signs the chicks. <laughs> He's always gonna be, I'm always going to be on his side. I always. think I know enough about Greg, but I met him uh, when Murphy brought me up there when I was doing kind of my interview before I started. Yeah. And it was during that, like, the most awkward stage of my hair growth. And I was wearing Tennessee, and he goes, oh, God. And so it, that, that is serious. That was the not just the first impression, but the only impression. So I'm just like, I just steer. I see him in the hallway. I'm just like, go the other way. I don't want nah, to don't explain be. myself. He says good things about Tennessee. Does he? Occasionally. Just not, not, a, not the third Saturday in October. <laughs> it's just, just, just not, not that week. But other than that, no, it's so uh, let's talk about Damien. Let's do it. I That's think everybody kind of knows where you're from. You're from Maplesville, uh, Maplesville which is uh, there is a large community of male ladies there that love some John Byrne. Hey, that boy JB. I, it, it, is, it is a curious thought to say, who is loved more in Maplesville? Is it Damien or is it John Byrne? Uh, there's no question about that. You think it's him? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I mean it I would be. Him, no. I guess it would be. It, it would depend on who you poll. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it'd still be. It'd are still you dirty. Are you the pride of Maplesville? Like, I, I was up until I'll probably say this year. Uh, Nathaniel Watson, linebacker from Mississippi State. He's uh, he's the bell cow. Like, do you have um, breadwinner? Do you have any like uh, memorials? Maybe photos in the high school. Maybe a trophy in the case. Uh, I know there's a picture in the um, in the field house. I don't know if one of my jerseys is hanging up though. Uh, I think I might have gotten those all at the house. Um, mm. my, well, my home in Maplesville. But uh, uh, I think that might be the only thing. I think mm. it might be the only thing. They should uh, do more. They actually should rename the school as DM Six County School. Tri-State. <laughs> Damian Mitchell uh, School Elementary. Like, yeah. <laughs> Damian Mitchell Elementary. But no, like, see, one thing about Maplesville, man, like, to me, and I think one of the coolest things about being from a small town, it's like, I have no, like, I'm not going to say I don't have an ego, but it's hard for me to have one because, to me, until you prove to me that you're a shitty person, like, yeah, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I just want people to treat me how I would treat you. And being from a small town and just accomplishing everything, because I thought Birmingham was a big ass city when I first got here. Like when I got you to thought Southern, right, and then like after being up, being up here for a decade, it's like, ah, uh, okay, well, it's just like a swollen Maplesville. No, I wouldn't. Say, no, I swole, <laughs> Maplesville, everything closed at eight o'clock in Maplesville. I, I know it stays I, open pretty late around. And here. I'm gonna be honest, I don't know a whole lot about Maplesville. Uh, 
Tony, you want to Google that and let us? We're going to look at some photos of Maplesville, and it's not just for me. I want the no, audience. Yeah, to like know. absolutely, man. Because Maplesville is a large part of your persona on the radio. I mean, it's it comes up. You talk about your high school days from, and everything else, and so being the pride of Maplesville, we need uh, we need to know now. Now look at this website. Not even going to lie, didn't even know we had a website. That is a small town website if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Welcome to the town of Maplesville, Alabama. Thank you for your interest in our town. The town council and I welcome you to our community and invite you to support our local businesses. <laughs> what kind of local businesses y'all got there? I mean, we got the Mexican restaurant. We've got, uh, <laughs> shout out Valley Grand. Hey, shout out Valley Grand, uh, Mexican restaurant. Place. It's pretty damn uh, good. Oh, we got Supermarket, Dollar General, um... We opened up a family dollar slash Dollar Tree. Nice. Yeah, that's that's been in transition as I've been coming back home these past couple months. Um, trying to think, what else do we have? Tony uh, Chevron. Go yeah. <laughs> they got Subway. <laughs> go back one page and then click the images tab on Google. Oh boy. And let's just see. Let's see what Maplesville's looking let's like. Let's see. Oh, y'all look like y'all got a big... Inter oh yeah, that's what I thought Maplesville was gonna look like right there. Well, I mean that's that's kind of like the downtown area look at roman uh, uh right there with the hat on roman Hall, roman hurt right yeah here. it yeah, was hers barbecue okay it's pretty good barbecue joint hell yeah man what hey let's see i hope works. roman and shay see this like i'm telling you they put they whole elbow and i mean yeah. foot elbow all of in they barbecue shit's off the chain so yeah you won't be able to click those pictures uh, over on the right side but go down to um the football picture there that's not Damien, is it? Hell no. Like, we had a Nike when I was there. That's a... Uh, What'd they swap to? Uh, Adidas. Uh, yeah. yeah. If there was a picture of Damien, wouldn't be on his back of the other guy scoring a touchdown or Shit. something? <laughs> He's there. Nah, nah, what position did you play? In high school? Yeah. Uh, running back. I was a tailback coming up. Tailback and free safety. And a Birmingham Southern? Receiver. Okay. Yeah, had to learn how to operate in space once I got to college. I should I should know all this, but it's all good. That's you awesome. Know. The thing was is like whenever I see the post office up there, I, I when um when we decided to start bringing you on the show, you were obviously on a different show. You were on News and Views, yeah. And that show got kind of shaken up, and so uh, I was like, well, Dale Jackson's not going to bring him on because one, he's not in studio, and blah blah. You know, it's going to be complicated. Dale's only got an hour. I didn't feel obligated. I felt honored to be able to steal Damien from News and Views. And then I also got to steal uh, John Bird Plays a Guitar. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Which we so it's like a package deal. put our own little spin on it. So we're but, like Florida Georgia line at this point, right? Yeah. I'm with it. Did you ever get in trouble in high school? Oh, here we go. What you mean? Yeah, hey, listen. What do you mean by trouble? I'll put it like this. Um, I never had any, quote, unquote, like disciplinary things. Because I was just like the, I always did my shit. I always did my work. But yeah. I would, I entertain. Like, I need fun. I need the juice. I need the energy. So I was more, they say I was a quote unquote class clown, but I also had some of the higher grades in the class as mm. well. So That's like, rare. I got shit done. Like, That's rare. Yeah. Like, I'm all, I'm all for shits and giggles. Like, you can have as much fun as long as the work gets done. I've always believed in that. He's looking pretty pimp in that picture up there. Yeah, I think you got that one on social media. Yeah, yeah, that's my profile picture on Twitter. Oh, um, yeah, that's, that's actually his one. Twitter account. Yeah, like my uh, my position coach was saying some dumb shit, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, Check out that okay. picture uh, a second from the top left. Look at this. There you go, man. Back when I had the fro. Whoa, look at that. Look, back when I had the fro. Why am that I thinking like Belle Bib DeVoe or something? Hey, 
Don't get me started on New Edition, man. That was why. Oh, that boy. was before you had your own show. Is that right? Yeah, man. That was in the infant stages. That was me like figuring it all out. How did you? How did you get to ninety nine or ninety nine five? How did you get to Cumulus? How did you get to man? Jocks? So I was working at uh, I was working at a country club undergrad, and there was an event that happened one Sunday. And and some of the guys from uh from Jocks came in and like I kind of you know I knew of them like and I was just like oh man like it's it's cool to finally meet y'all like it's cool to just put a name with the face. You're a big fan of the show, or the station at that point. No, not at all. I hadn't even you like, weren't even listening. You know, weren't even You're listening, like, hey, dog. nice to meet you. I don't know who the hell you are, but no, I knew of them. I just never like put the name with the face. Right. And then uh, so we were shooting the shit, and they told me that they had family. One of the guys had family in Maplesville. I was like, oh, like who is it? And they named the name, and I was like. I'll be damned. Like, I played with him. Like, what? That's your uh, nephew? Okay, cool. And they're like, all right, so what did you what did you graduate in? I was like, graduating the media and film studies. Like, I'm just looking to get into the business. And they're like, oh, yeah, we got a producer spot opening up uh, in the next couple months. We'd love to get you in front of our program director and just have a conversation. Nice. I'm like, cool. Like, what time do I need to be there? And they're like, you know, we start at 6, and if you could be there at 6, cool, just to see how the show goes and everything. And, and you, you had no intention. Like, you... You didn't really think anything about radio? You weren't no. taking any broadcasting classes at Birmingham besides, Southern? Literally, besides the stuff I had new in college, I had no idea that Man. radio was going to be a calling for me. And So I get in there. Um, so this is towards the end of July 2019. And I went in there for the first time August 1st and uh, met, sat down, talked to Haney, and Haney was pretty much like, so when can you start? And I was like, uh, uh, I guess tomorrow i guess <laughs> shoot i'll see where it goes from there and since august 1st of 2019 man i've i've been there 2019 yeah so you went through covid and all that stuff with it too. literally the first six months of me learning radio went completely out the window mm. when march 2020 happened yeah because cause everything changed everything changed and i'm sitting there asking you know the boss man I'm like all right so like what's what's going on and they're looking at me like motherfucker i don't know like <laughs> we figured this thing out along with you yeah uh, so man. but no, it's been cool though like i will say when people ask me would i like stick in radio absolutely radio's fun yeah, and i like the fun. Like, I like the programming side, I like producing. It's just when you – it's almost like coaching, and you can look back and have just a blank canvas, and then all of a sudden – and I, I take this to Tennessee and Josh Heupel, how you can spread. Something can start off as just an idea and work its magic organically day by day, week by week, and to grow in something that you didn't even, like, realize what it is. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at radio. You know, I, I think about it, and you're in the position right now that I would have killed for when I was your age. Mm -hmm. Because uh, unlike you, I wanted, since I was a kid, it was my dream to be, like your dream would, would have been, you know, go to college, play football or yeah. whatever. Mine was to be on the radio. And when I was your age, I was spending my days going to stations like ours and others and begging for an internship where I would get turned down because I don't have any experience and right. I'm not in school and blah, 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 blah. And it was just time after time after time. And I'm like, Dude, if I could have been in the business at your age. But if I really think about it, I'm glad it happened when it did because not only would I not be in this situation and maybe not have a John Bird, but I probably wouldn't be doing the show like we do the show now. Yeah. I would have grown up as as a different uh in, in a different way in how I view a show needs to be done. Dude, like and I could be completely candid. I'll admit at twenty three years old. And not realizing the magnitude of where I was at the time, 
I was just like a fucking rock star, dude. Like, <laughs> I was like, man, I can go to these remotes. Like, people worship, damn near worship the ground right. I walk on when I walk in this bitch. I'm like, damn, y'all really do listen to it, boy. Yeah. Okay, like, all right, I see where this thing could go. But then it got to a point where, I mean, we're in transition and then, you know, insert Greg and Cole, and it's like, oh, this is fucking massive. Like, okay, not only do they know who I am, they're expecting things from me every single day. So right. I, I don't take it. I don't take it for granted. And yeah. I think up until probably like 25, 26, I kind of was because it's just like, man, I only got these 30 seconds. I started off doing traffic. Like, I started yeah. off doing traffic. and I remember were, that. That's what I'm saying. People were remembering things I would say off a 24-second traffic report. I'm like, damn, all right. Like, they really hanging on. Right. So when my role started to increase on the jock side of things, and then they really pushed it into me of like, hey, man, like, you're not just – along for the ride yeah motherfucker you are in the like you're in the seat we, we like, got you buggled up cause. oh yeah like you got to get with it so Man. a lot of it was just like trial by fire and like i to me i think experience is the best teacher like you have to go through it in order to know and if you learn from it as you're going through it that's when you can kind of look back so like, like so we hired a new girl uh over the summer uh molly robinson on the jock side and like she's 23 i'm 27 four years removed and i just see how like, she's asking certain questions. I'm sitting there thinking, damn, I wasn't even processing all this stuff right. at 23. And now here I am teaching her the ropes and, like, helping her along the way of, like, hey, these are the things you need to look out for. And it's kind of yeah. like, damn, I really am a four-year vet in this thing. Like, you I are, really, man. I really feel like it because I can explain it to her in a sense, in a way that it's like, I wish somebody would have given me that game. And now it's like she has the inside track of really being somebody special. And, like, to me – that's when I know I'm doing something right. Yeah, you got uh, it. It's rare to to come at a business like this and have somebody that's willing to come to you and be like, you know, throwing advice your way. Yeah. Because everybody's like, they're just doing their job, doing what they're not in the business of training or teaching anybody. And it, it doesn't mean they're a bad person or whatever. It's just the it's just the way it works. And uh, I was fortunate too because Leland's kind of thrown me advice along mm -hmm. the way, even though it was just kind of here and there because. You know, we were always in different places, uh, but to the point of the an audience response to a station, we're in a very, at Cumulus, we're in a very unique situation mm -hmm. in the sense of live and local programming all day, uh, or you guys go up until Paul Feinbaum. Right. I think we can still consider Paul Feinbaum local since this is where he was at. Right. Um. But, like, this type of situation is not really happening anywhere else in the country. And the way this audience responds, I've only been to, I've only been at three stations. This is my third. The other two, I was at two years apiece. Mm -hmm. And I never experienced an audience response like this one right here with Cumulus. It's just yeah. like we had an event at a, at a pub Wednesday night, and we packed the place out for people just come to see us. Exactly. And I'm like, you want to see us? Like, this is great. They had trivia night on Wednesday. Well, they canceled trivia because everybody there was there to see us. See, that's awesome. Okay, so, like, to that point, the first time I really I really experienced that was um, last year at Christmas when people that had never, like, met me before. Oh, our Christmas event. Yeah, our Christmas yeah. event at Talk Night. I was like... Oh, like y'all are really like yeah. putting a name with a face, and like people damn near nervous to come speak to me. I'm like, yeah, I don't bite, motherfucker. Come on, like, shit, <laughs> I, I appreciate you listening. They're like, you've got to be Damien. It's like, I 
think so. Like last they, time I checked, it's, will tell you, man. There's something crazy. about this audience. It's uh, they lock in. Yeah, they I don't lock know. In. I don't know. I mean, what is it? But they can't find me a woman though. Yeah, that's what's weird. That's that's the crazy part. I had one listener text me one time, and he was like, uh, "I hope management is listening to this and knows you're trying to." To play matchmaker on there, hell, matchmaker the same way. They like hell yeah, Damien needs somebody to get them in the straight and narrow because God, God, like, somebody's got to do it. This is his deal, man. I'm gonna go ahead and let you know it's gonna be a strong woman to bring this one down. It's gonna mm. be, a, it's gonna be a good one. It's when's the When's good. the last time you were in a relationship? <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, serious. Nah, uh, <laughs> the last the last committed relationship I was in is probably 2000. Was that? 15? Mm. So it's been a while. I was, I was a youngster. What happened? I mean, it was it mutual? I, I, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. Sorry. I was young. I was young and dumb. Yeah. Well, we've all been there. That's not yeah, I was deal. young and dumb. I mean, I was married for 12 years and got divorced. So obviously, Damn. you know, we all, all kind of mess up. No, nah, man. Like, I, for me, though, like, I've done a lot of like soul searching in the span. I tell you, I kid you not. Me getting in the radio and understanding, like I said, the magnitude of who I am and what I've like what I've built and everything I've brought into it. There's a lot of things that like I was for a period of time I was still moving like I was in undergrad. Like yeah. I'm, I'm a pretty attractive young man. Like I have confidence mm-hmm. has never been an issue, has never been a problem. But then it gets to a point where it's like, All right, you know, maybe you need to settle down just a little bit, young man. Like you Yeah. Like it's funny when girls are telling me that, oh, my dad listens to you on the radio. I'm like, well, fuck, this ain't gonna work. Like (laughs) this go ahead and if anything your daddy might have said, if if your father has heard me from twenty three up until this point, he you might not want to tell him that. Yeah, thank God I'm single. Could you imagine with some of the (laughs) shit I talk about on the radio? I I told a story today about a girl who teamed up with a beer company and they're making beer. They're brewing beer with her vaginal yeast. Okay? Think about that. Think about some girls like, hey, you know, I met Andrew McLean today. He's really cute. And her dad's like, you better stay away from that more. But when I taste this beer, I'm thinking, oh, that tastes like old what's name, girl. Yeah, wait till you find out what's in this Bigelow. Oh, God. (laughs) No, man, but like it's to me. And like I, I hate to go down this road, but like being single now is it's so so difficult. Like it is so difficult. It's got to be bro. weird. I don't even know what it's like, and I, it's, I just know it's weird because like it, there's there comes a a finite balance in between. You know, like to me, I'm focused on my career. There's things like I really want to accomplish, and there's things I really want to buckle down and, and make sure I get before I bring somebody else's you know daughter along with it and understand that. Hey, like I had a girl one time. Not gonna say her name, but you sure you can say her name? Nah, she trust me. <laughs> I'm, I, just, she I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, like so, I went out went out with her one night, and I tried to go to a certain restaurant. I tried to go to a restaurant and literally just kind of be low key because I I know there are certain places I can't go because people I know people are gonna be in there and yeah. I'm like the last thing I want them to do is hear my voice and just freak out. <laughs> so I go to this like little bar, and like I order I order a drink. I'm waiting on her. And, like, the bartender just continues to stare at me. Like, it's a dude, mm. and he kind of just keeps looking at me. I'm like, bro, what? Like, what do you want? And so the girl kind of comes up. The girl that I was waiting on, she comes up. We're sitting there having drinks. And the dude finally walks up, and he's like, man, this may sound, like, extremely crazy, but are you Damian Mitchell? <laughs> and I'm, 
like she's looking at me, I'm looking at her. She's like, Do you, does this happen often? Yeah. <laughs> like, kind of, sort of. Kind of sometimes. I actually thought I was on the outskirts of way enough that nobody right. would recognize it. And I was like, yeah, man. He's like, dude, I listen to you every morning. I was like, oh, God. Like, here comes fanboy. That's, well, and it's. Which it's, is cool, but it's also like. Yeah, it's flattering in a sense, but also it's kind of, uh, I don't know. It, it's. I, I, it used to be kind of awkward, but once you kind of figure out how to handle those mm-hmm. interactions, it, it becomes much easier, and it's more flattering than it is awkward. Yeah. Because um, it took, and again, it goes back to this cumulus cluster, uh, and the way these fans lock in, and they'll spot you in public, and they'll say something. For real. We had a situation, Trish and I, one time, uh, we were at the grocery store, because it's getting to the point where it's happening more and more, even in the town we live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in a grocery store, and we're shopping or whatever, and we notice a guy, and he's, you know, he's doing his thing on the shelf or whatever, but he keeps kind of following us up and down a couple aisles. Yeah, that's what And then I walk away, and he goes and asks Trish, he goes, is that Andrew McClain? See, like, <laughs> She's like, yeah, go talk to him. Right. And I, I tell people when I do meet them, it's, I'm just as human as you are. Like yeah, we're, just I, we're all the same people. A lot of people tell me like, "Oh, you're actually a lot taller than they make you seem on the radio." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm only five seven, y'all. Like, it ain't like I'm walking you're around five seven on a good day." I think usually we're sitting down when I, I didn't right, know how yeah, tall you were. Yeah, you know, you know how. You know. How tall are you, John Bird? I'm six feet. What about when you wear Ron DeSantis boots? Six foot six. Okay. Ron DeSantis boots. <laughs> you ever seen Ron DeSantis's boots? No, I can't say that. I, I need have. to show you that. Tony, can we get can we get DeSantis's? Uh, yeah, give me a second. Here's the thing about Ron DeSantis is, um, first of all, he sucks as a politician. He's just not good. He's a great governor. He's just Florida, not good right? Florida, Florida, yeah. Um, so he's you know he's obviously running for president. He's doing these debates and stuff, but he's walking around in these boots that it's like they've got high heels in the boots. It just, they don't make sense. You see that? Look at that bird. Look at those boots. Like it's an arch. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a high-heeled shoe. Like there's no shoes. way that there's not heels. And I, look, yeah, right there. Because it's like, maybe I can understand the aspect of you want to make yourself look taller. Mm-hmm. You're more in command. You're running for president. And, and, and presentation is big, you know, when yeah. you're selling yourself to the American people. But it's weird. Yeah, like I mean, I'm cool with being five seven. I don't have any hopes of like if I put it like this. If I was any taller than five seven, I would have been doing a disservice for Birmingham Southern because I should have been in Auburn or Alabama somewhere playing. Yeah. If I was gonna be above five seven. What if we? Uh, what if we find you a girl that's over six foot? I don't give a damn. I'll climb a tree. Like I try, <laughs> trust me. I, my first girlfriend was taller than me. I I promise you, like that ain't never been a problem what's, with me. What's too tall? There's if not. she fine as hell and fits all the criteria, <laughs> I don't care what size she is. Like, I I don't care. She could be six eight. Like, yeah, baby. Like, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the future because that's breeding ground. Like, me and her were to sit there and make an athlete. I hope she get the height. I hope maybe get the height from a mama breeding and the ground. speed and the speed from your boy. <laughs> Trying to make an athlete, cousin. Absolutely. So, I'm thinking about um, you know what what your requirements are and and we're using this for research purposes as we continue to try to find you a girlfriend i'm gonna go okay. back and watch the tape and make notes a baby um requirements one is probably gotta be able to take you home to the family yeah absolutely 
Uh, what's some of the other? Give me top three requirements. Top for, three requirements. Yeah. Um, one, of course, independence. Like, I don't want you to want me. I don't want you to need me. Like, I want you to want me. Right. Because to me, if you're not going to, if, to me, I, I need somebody that's going to fit kind of that, that that thing of like, hey, babe, I got to go to work. Like, I got to go get it because I'm going to be your biggest supporter. Like, you'll get that bread because I'm going to I'm gonna go get mine. Like, you have to have some sort of work ethic. And, I mean, to me, like the whole cooking thing, like, if you, it would be a plus if you can. If you don't, so be it. I mean, I'm. I'm a bachelor. I, one thing I know I can do is survive. I can eat. Like yeah, I, I can ain't going to DoorDash. Yeah, well, don't no, worry it's about really, it. It's a little expensive. Like, <laughs> so, I ain't got that. My, my checks hadn't cleared we, that well. We don't do DoorDash that's ESP, either. That's ESPN Too money. Much. I got ESPN plus money. Right. Um. But no, like I would say independence. Um. And number two, confidence. Like I, I need a. I like I like my women to know like she's the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Like yeah. I ain't got to tell her. She just carries that energy that that aura about her of like mm -hmm. I need a confident woman because. I mean, I'm going to gas you up regardless. Like, I'm – like, ask any of the girls <clears throat> – anyway, but, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's no worries. And probably number three, like, a sense of humor. Like, I, I don't like boring chicks. Like, I've gone on dates, and I can read the room of, like, all right, she ain't, she's not picking up what I'm putting up. Like, she's got to be able to laugh. Yeah. Oh, okay, so those are characteristics. But give, give me some tangibles like, uh, you know, she, she needs to be working, mm -hmm. right? Have it uh, not not just working, but have a career that she's trying to pursue. Yeah, like she has to be able. She, there has to be something that goes with the independent thing, right? Like like, you want her to be chasing her dreams, absolutely, because I'm not going to stop her from getting it. Like yeah. I'm not going to stop that. And I think that's kind of where I'm at now. Where at one point in my life, I was kind of you know very like selfish, I guess you would say, because I would want to do whatever I want to do, but how I want to move, how I expect certain things to go. But then I was being very considerate of my of my partner at the time. So I think like as I've gotten older, I kind of look for just like those intangibles. Like I I like a girl that's you know encouraging. I want a girl that's like like I want to as crazy as it may seem. Like I've always been attracted to female athletes, like the athletic mm. background, because they have the mindset of this is why I want these are the goals, these are how I want to get to them, and that's just kind of been my mantra of. I would love to continue. Like, I love when girls have athletic backgrounds. Like, there was a chick at Birmingham Southern when I was there. She played basketball. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I was head over heels for her. So, if they had your, your top three, your confidence, your humor, your independence, um, and was a, a freak of an athlete but looked like Leah Thomas, would that be a... <laughs> this guy. Would that, would that work or no? Nah, dog. No, no, okay. no. I, I just wonder. I don't even see that Adam's outfit. The only one that's gonna have one is gonna be me. Well, I mean, she looks like Leah Thomas. She's not actually Leah like, Thomas. She just, nah, She's I'll all pass. female. No, nah, like, see, like to me, like, dang, I'm really about to tell myself. Tell it, baby. But, like, that's no, what this man, podcast like, is for because I know how I was in under, like, just growing up, and like, I don't know what point in my life where like things just started to change and. What I was looking for, like, oh god! Like, I call that when I go out, like when I go out to places now, I try to keep my wits about myself. Because if you would have met me about four or five years ago, oh, any time after ten o'clock, I was like Batman. We are in the streets, like we are outside, <laughs> y'all. Now it's like a very controlled. Like I mean, if unless. There's a special occasion going on the weekend. I am cool with kind of just going to like a lounge. You are moving into this space of you legitimately want to settle down with somebody that's got it together. Yes. That you can take home to mom. Exactly. That, that uh, 
you know, like at our age now, John Bird is fixty. Fixty, that's correct. Um, I'm thirty-eight. Tony's uh, a few years older than me, and um, you know, we don't we don't like to go do stuff. Right. Really, we want to stay at home and do the things that we can do in our exactly in our circle. You know, and kind of this podcast is like being home yeah. doing what we want to do. So we don't consider it going out, but. Uh, you're reaching that point in life where you need somebody to settle down with that can just go home at the end of the day. You want to come home to a woman yes. that is smart, funny, doesn't look like Leah Thomas, <laughs> maybe seven foot tall. Could be. But she loves you, and she's cooking. Oh. She supports your radio. Oh, man. Can I say, though, um, and you were talking about uh, getting into radio, people spotting you and stuff like that. I, Trish did not understand like where we were going. Mm-hmm. I was in radio, and actually, if it wasn't for radio, I probably wouldn't have met her. Uh, but I was at a different station, and we didn't have this particular audience that's so vocal right. and and supportive. And it's starting to come around for her where she's realizing, hey, we're really ramping up on the amount of people that are exactly. that are listening and that we're running into that are listening. That kind of hit her Wednesday night when we did the thing at the bar. But, um, you know, she's fine with it, but it also makes her a little nervous because I'm so transparent on the show. Like, I'll talk about her business. And, right. you know, she's just kind of, you know, she she's just she's just on pins and needles. Bless her heart. And also, like, I mean, working in sports media, I will say, like, they're like I've come across like beautiful women that work in sports media as well, and like I always joke and go, I always joke with Cole and Greg and them, like, hey, you know, you find a single ESPN girl, like, you know, just plug me in, man. They I'm only put they only put lookers on there, right? <laughs> For the most part. I mean, what, y'all ever seen an ugly chick on ESPN? I plead the fifth. I mean, I'm talking about anchor wise. I mean, come I on. I plead the fifth. There's, 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 there's one or two. There's one or two. Not hey, well, we're not talking about like when SEC Network puts up a female announcer. That doesn't count. I'm talking about sideline reporters. Nah, yeah, they're they're pretty, they're yeah, pretty top. Yeah, so you know. Anyway, I think one day they'll find you one. Yeah, I, I will say they speak highly of your boy when I'm not around because once I start, you know, because I'm the screener. So, like, I, I once I screen the people. You talk to everybody. Yeah, like, once they, they're like, oh, yeah, so you're the dame. I'm like, yeah, what's happening? How's, how's it going? What's the male-female ratio on the show? Is it, It's pretty heavy men. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Ours, ours is majority <laughs> yeah, it's pre- men. It's pretty thick. It's pretty <laughs> thick. But I will say, like, going back to Molly, Molly has actually, like, done a good job of getting a lot of female listeners. And we have female listeners, too. When we had our jocks kickoff party um, back in August, there were a lot of female listeners in the house. How long has she been working there? She's been there since, like, the last week of August. Oh, so she's still kind of new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, like, this is her first go-around for the football season. What, um, what show is she on? Three Man Front. She's on there with Landry Pat. Okay. Yeah, 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 she's from Tennessee. How many people they got on that show? <laughs> four <laughs> man on a three-man three, front. Three Changing ma- a four-man front. Three-man front just means four. Oh, that's cheating, man. Unless you're not counting your producer, which I would never do that. <laughs> John Bird is a vital part of our show. He is. I couldn't imagine having a different producer. I, I've said this a hundred times, but literally the the entire landscape of my show would change if he dipped out one day. Oh, absolutely. Just because he's that vital to the it, show. It's the truth. And, like, people, like, to me, and I always give John his flowers every time I get a chance to, but, like, to be completely honest, you 
have been like a very influential part of just like who I am as a person as well because like you helped me grow. Like you you've helped me grow in all areas of radio because you understand it from top down from bottom up because you you've been a PD. Like you've done like the the programming side of things. You've seen the on-air talent. You've been on-air talent. You've also worked behind the glass. And like mm-hmm. to me, I think that's what helps me become a better a, a great a better host because I've done it from just about every angle just working up yep. to this point. Tony make a note. Uh, fireball makes Damien emotional. All right. So, uh um, I mean, it's note been a while. Self, fireball makes Damien uh, emotional. It one makes more, it reminds me of Maplesville, shot. man. Like it, like when you talk about Florida Georgia line and and Damien, all oh, this is just a, a a big like Stirring pot. Can we? I, I've never talked to you about it, but and I know it's been mentioned a hundred times. It used to be mentioned on news and views all the time. Florida Georgia Line. Mm-hmm. Is, is there some sort of rhyme or reason as to why that's your favorite band? All right, so it starts off like this. I was never really a country music guy. Like it just growing up, was always, even in Maplesville, yeah, you know, was rap, hip hop, R and B. Like that's it's all I knew, and I just automatically had the assumption that all country music sounds like you know the 50s 40s like burning arena fire all that shit like <laughs> it's, it's not my cup of tea like it's just not my cup of tea and florida georgia line came along and like they bridged the gap of like oh if this is what they call country i can kind of dive into it now that was my introduction like that was my introduction into it was it a great introduction Hell no. Like, I mean, I know for a fact, like, there were better country songs. Was it Nelly jumping on board? A little country grammar no, no, no. and that country but, music? I mean, Nelly had already done a crossover with Tim McGraw before then. Like, oh, I knew yeah, that. Yeah. So, like, to me, it was like, oh, not all country sounds the same. This actually sounds like the homies I, I live around because they're, like, we're putting up bonfires, riding four-wheelers. Like, we're, like, that's right. the shit I grew up on. I was like, oh, well, they're talking about it. So, it was, like, the newer age. But then hmm. when I started going back and, like, Brad Paisley's Whiskey Lullaby. Like, mm-hmm. I, I gravitated towards that and started going back to the Garth Brooks and things. It's like, oh, shit ain't that bad. And like, then you started backtracking and discovering new stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. They were my introduction, but, like, that's what I've always rocked with. Like, those two, I don't give a damn what nobody say. Like, I look at them the same way I look at Lil Wayne. Like, when I think of just, there are certain Florida Georgia Line songs. Like, I know exactly where I was when I heard it and everything. Like, yeah. I know exactly what girl I was with during this time. Like, I know, ex- mm. like, certain songs that I can hear, and they were the ones that bridged me into that. So, like, I've, I'll have always rock with Florida Georgia Line. I know they don't split up. But, like, you ever consider uh, that the Florida Georgia Line is uh, responsible for you being single? I'm not saying it no. is. I'm fuck just, because no. I don't know. No. I don't know if women They were like there when I was not. in a relationship, too. Like, well, yeah, they've been there for you while you're single, so I think you need to stick with them. <laughs> They're the one helping you get through. <laughs> you really ever are, thought man. about uh, dipping your toes in heavy metal? Maybe a little Slipknot? I mean, other than weight room. Not, I don't know if I can just hop in the car like, hey, man, turn on that Slipknot real quick. Well, next time you do man do, tell them to throw some Slipknot on. Just see how it works. See, is see Creed if you can crank considered up. heavy metal? Rock or mm. like some. I got I, I'm oh. leaving. I, I can't. Deal. I don't know what that shit is, man. <laughs> like, I don't know what this stuff is, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Creed. So, like, what is Lincoln Park? Is that. That's kind of like. Um, so, it's rock, but. You would call that kind of uh, hip hop. Not hip hop. You would call that kind of new era rap metal core. That's what, it's not really metal, but I think that's the genre they put it in. Anyway, that's good stuff. You're yeah. on the right track. Yeah. So. 27, man. Like, I'm just curious if you listen to Snoop or Dre or Eminem or anything. Come on now. Okay. The chronic, like, come on, yeah. Uncle yeah, Luke, hey, I, just hey. making sure. <laughs> hey, Uncle Luke down in Miami. Come on down. Like, my um, my, Luke, my high school career was like 
11th and 12th grade, I, I was balls deep in the rap. Like, okay. I was just, I was wearing Vocal. You all remember Vocal? It was Nelly's line of clothing back then in the early 2000s. That's how I was, I was, I was wearing that. I, I and I was you. listening, I was all in on Nelly. I was straight. And then, you know, a couple of years after I graduated, I started moving back towards rock where I started. And it was, a, it was a weird time. It was a very weird time. Uh, but yeah, I was just wondering about that. No, I, I rock the floor, George. And that's the thing, like, well, how most people are, you know, like stubborn Auburn fans, stubborn Alabama fans. That's how I am with Florida Georgia Line. Like, I hear people when they say, oh, they suck. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm still going to get in the car and, and yeah. blast them. I promise you. Like, my shuffle button on my music, it's crazy. Like, it can get wicked in the car. Go from, like, Celine Dion to Gucci Mane to Florida Georgia Line. There, I was like, what? So you've been in you've been in the business um, uh, four years. You've been working at Cumulus. Yeah. Who's the least fun to work with? Least fun? I like your willingness to just answer that. He didn't even say, I, I don't want to say that. Um, I like it. But, I mean, I haven't, I guess technically I haven't, like, worked with a lot of people besides, like, my jocks folks. But, I mean, work with. <laughs> no, listen, you don't have to answer that. No, right? because I'm trying to think, like. Everybody's fine. Yeah, I don't cook. Like, I my past don't necessarily cross with a lot of people. Yeah, I asked Val uh, when she was here uh, who was the hardest person to work with in her career, and she actually named somebody. Yeah. She's like, I yeah. think he's in Orlando, and he has a fine, but he was now a jerk. the hardest person to work with. Uh... Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. He don't want to say Probably Cole. Really? Yeah. Is he tough on you? Yeah, but, like, it, we're it's... It's like a coach-player relationship. Like, uh, I would well, run you, through a brick wall for him. Right. And he would also do the same for me. But, like, we have, like, creative differences at times because he sees the game a little bit different from what I see it. Um, and, like, I mean, there's an age gap, too. Like, he thinks a lot of the dumb shit I say is just like, who the fuck is this dude? Like, yeah. when I say something about Eli Manning, he loses his absolute mind. He's Wait, like, so when he gets on you, it's about football arguments? Yeah, I mean, of course, like, little ins and outs, too. Like, I mean, producing things. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, we'll cuss each other out and be, you know, buddy-buddy the next play. You know what's funny is is most people would not be able to handle that in a workplace, but because you're a football player yeah. and he's a football player, uh, you you view it in that way. Like, most people would not be like, no, I'm not. They get the feelings hurt and then quit or whatever. Nah, hell no. Nah. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to working with people from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different everything, because, like, we're if we're all working towards the same goal, the same thing, my God, this just comes with it. Like, if we all thought the same, shit would be boring. That's that's pretty wild, though. Yeah. Absolutely. I've heard I've heard people yell down the hall. I just didn't know what was going on. I was oh, actually man. afraid to go check. Well, it's literally the locker room. We'll cuss each other out, and by the time the on air sign hits, boom, we are good to go. Did John Bird have I ever yelled at you? What would you do? I know the answer. I've never yelled at John Bird, but what would you do if I just I, I got to the end of my rope and yelled at you one day? Um, I would do my job. Really? Yeah. You wouldn't get upset? No. Um. Now, Matt Murphy was kind of tough. There was one time I had to pull him aside. And say, don't you ever do that to me again. <laughs> and it frightened him a little bit. So he was, yeah. Well, I mean, it, was that was, the only time or did he have a habit of sometimes yelling at you? No, I mean, he was very passionate about things and he would just, you know, go off the handle. And, you know, after I had, you know, talked to him, I would just kind of look at him and go, don't do that. And he would. He would calm down. Imagine now if, if he did, if you're still working with him and, and 
you did that and you pulled him to the side and then you took your mandu muscle and flexed <laughs> it and was like don't I'm taking you do down, that boy again. Like you pull like a like a rock. Like hey, we'll tell you what we're not going to do, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell yeah. you what we're not. This is going what we're to do. not going to do. That's oh, interesting. Damn. So everybody's been yelled at, but me, and I'm probably the really? one person that should have been yelled at at this point, just because of what we do on the show. I'm surprised Dixon hadn't like cussed you out one or twice, mm-hmm. once or twice. Yeah. I mean, I, he probably did when I canceled on our Christmas practice the other day. Yeah, and then the bad. whole station had to cancel because I didn't show oh, up. So you blew it, but it's it, it was it was known. I told Val like days in advance. I was like, okay, I got a very so important you... basketball game. I didn't know that I was the main character in the whole thing. Mm. And so, in order to have it, you know, you got to have the main character. So we had to reschedule that. Understandable. But it's whatever. I no, I've never been yelled at. I've had bosses that have been. Uh, worked in an industrial supply warehouse, little mom and pop, locally mm-hmm. owned deal. So we sell nuts, bolts, drill bits, different hardware. And uh, there was one guy that came in. I still remember his name. He came in and he he. I think he liked me. I think he felt like I was a good worker. Uh, but when things would go sideways. He would lose it. I mean, yelling and screaming, full-blown temper tantrum, throwing yeah. things across the warehouse. And finally, he left, and they brought a new guy in. And we're like, oh, thanks. We don't have to deal with the, the temper tantrum anymore. It was the owner's brother. They bring him in. He's ten times worse. Really? And he's yelling and screaming and pitching temper tantrums. No, I, Well, there's a balance to me, I think, between... Like, to me, if you show emotion, that shows that you care, which I'm cool with. I understand. But there's also kind of like a, a line of like respect. Like to me, I always, you know, I always respect any of the coaches that I've had. But it, as I got older, there are like certain things. I'm like, hey, coach, like I'm not your son. So like me and you are especially like my position coach for a period of time. Cody Pearson, I love him to death. He was 26 coaching me at 21. So mm. like there's kind That's of weird. like, yeah, it's kind of like one of those. I can say yes, sir, to you Monday through Saturday, but then Saturday night you're my beer pong partner. Like, right. wait a minute, dog. Like, we there has to be some sort of boundary because I'll be damned if you're gonna cuss me out on Monday for you know co- supposedly not hustling on the line. But like, motherfucker, weren't we both just up at three in the morning like two hours ago, like just shooting <laughs> the shit? Like, wait a minute, big dog. Like, let's get it together. What's the craziest thing you've done in in college slash high school? Like, in, in just, I mean, did you get in trouble big time? Did you, like me, I we me and my buddies used to go bash mailboxes. And we eventually yeah, got yeah, caught and we I got in do, trouble. I didn't do any damage, but. I mean, Maplesville seems like a mailbox smashing city. No, I, well, really I, I kept my nose clean around the house. Like, I, I'm telling you, small town, like, it wasn't like one of those things I can go out there and act up. Like, people around me know my parents. They know my sister. They know me, like. All right, so let's skip that. I couldn't fuck up too much in high school. Wait, let's, wait, did let's... you do any TPing of houses? Was that a thing for you guys? Yeah, yeah. We... Oh, okay, Angry so Carrie thought yeah. we were a bunch of idiots when we were talking about no, rolling I've houses. I've rolled a few now. Like, it, He's okay, like, got okay. a little wicked now. He said, in my neighborhood, we Love never, you, you get shot for rolling the house. <laughs> um, all right, so skip high school. Let's go to uh, Birmingham Southern. Whew. Craziest thing. I mean... Ah. There's a lot, dog. Like, do any streaking? Like streaking? I didn't like. I used to show up to parties intentionally without a shirt. Like, if it <laughs> wasn't socially acceptable to wear shirts, I damn sure wouldn't wear one. From like 
April till about midway through October, shit, I uh, walk were around you the, with my shirt off all the time. Were you the only one doing that at first? Yeah. Uh, and they're like, wait a minute, this freshman little dude is just like in every party I went to. I ain't give a damn. If I felt like one bead of sweat, boom, shirt coming off. So was this subconsciously? Was this a move to? It was very get Batman. women. It was very to Batman-ish get attention of me. Yeah, yeah. You because were, then it started like, oh my god, when I would be out. So I'm just trying to go to class at 9:30 and in the morning on a Tuesday. They're like, wait a minute, weren't you the guy that had your shirt off at the party? I'm like, Whoa, hey, whoa. they're shirtless guy. Pretty much. They were like, oh yeah, like he's gonna be the one that has a drink and no shirt on, mm. and that's exactly what it was. College is wild, man. Extremely. Um, I didn't go to college, but it's wild. It's crazy. Man. I actually, I spent. I spent weekends there soon after high school going to the the Delta Chi house at Montevallo, which is where some of my high school buddies went. And so I'd go there and party on the weekend and, like, sleep on the couch or on the porch if I didn't make it to the couch. Attaboy. Uh, And it was so much fun. So much fun. I've done done some some damage there at the University of Montevallo. Mm. That's good stuff. There's a certain lacrosse girl that. I used to talk to back in the day. She, she's where? She's in Florida now, but you still talk to her on occasion, just to check up. What does she say? Where does she stay? Well, no, what does what does she stays in Florida? What what does she say? I mean, does she do y'all kind of? It's very professional. Very very professional. Yeah. Huh? Okay. We've had our fun. Like, listen, now it's, that's, that's <laughs> okay. Yeah, we had our fun. Okay. All right. Fair no, enough. man. Like, I, I shit you not, man. Like this. Like it's tough. Like I say, man, I'm like radio's Batman. I'm like radio's Bruce Wayne because when I'm on air, I lock in, have a great time. But you know, when, mm. when I'm off air, I like to have my fun, man. Yeah, I'm moving. I'm moving. You're a wild moving shirtless solid. man, Damien. Not like I used to be, but I'm getting there. If I keep going with man, do ho ho ho. Yeah, let's um, let's talk about uh, Birmingham Southern. Let's do we it. I want to touch on this. Um. And that's uh, kind of everybody for for the audience. It's not in Alabama or Birmingham, but Birmingham Southern is a is a college uh, in the city, mm-hmm. and it's fallen on hard times financially. And so they're trying to figure out how to keep the doors open. Damien has been on the forefront of this, trying yeah. to help get the word out, get the message out, because you're an alum, you play football there, and everything else. And it's a very it's a divisive issue. Uh, I, I don't know about, you know, citywide, but I know within our audience, mm-hmm. there's half that say, hey, we, let's help save this uh, this this college. And then the other half says, no, let them be on their own. They're, you know, they're private, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I haven't paid much attention to it. I've gotten my information from you. Uh-huh. And and how this is all transpiring. So, what has what do you think is going to happen? Are they going to be able to keep the doors open or no? All right, this is about to be the most serious I've like really gotten a chance to loosen up because now I know I'm in a safe place and I can really say what the fuck. This is, is your mind. safe place. Um, first off, with as shitty of a reputation as Alabama has had in the with education. The one time that you could really change the narrative of showing like, oh, we actually care about our schools. Like we actually care about the people that are here because now it's like it's become political. It's like, oh, well, what impact has Birmingham Southern made? What the fuck do you mean? What kind of impact Birmingham Southern has made? Like to me, fuck the private and public school shit. Like 
it gets to a point where it it's a it should be a common sense thing that you have an institution of higher learning. I'm sorry I couldn't get into Auburn. I'm sorry I couldn't get into UAB, Alabama. Like, yeah. I'm sorry that I could I was not athletically able enough to play at those posi- play at those schools. This school came to me. Like these coaches came to me and was like, "Hey, man, you get up here, you can change your life." And gr- granted, I don't give a damn if it's a private school or not. To me. You should be able. It's, it would be something different if the state just didn't have the money. It's like, hey, like we're we're struggling our damn self. But there is literally a surplus of like a, a pool of money for distressed schools, and everything that Birmingham Southern is going through is every it marks every single checkbox of like, how could you not want to? Like to me, I like I never met Young Boozer Day in my life, but I just think it's such a shitty way to just sit here and watch an institution that has done so much for so many people in the state and not just the state, like just in the nation as well, because people are coming out of state to come here. Yeah. Like it should be a common sense thing to do whatever we possibly can to make sure this school is, is fine. And like, I, to me, that whole private school, public school shit, like that's just dumb to me. Like it's, it, it's a dumbass argument to me because I'm a five year. I'm, I've only been out for five years. I'm sorry. I'm not a millionaire. Like, I, if I had the money, I promise you, like we'd be, I wipe it off and like we'll go about our day. But to say that, oh, they need to figure it out. They've got enough money. Like bump that. Like obviously, if we had the money, we wouldn't be in this position. Yeah. And the pandemic, like it threw everything for a loop. And like to me, I just think it's such a shitty, it's a shitty representation of what this state has done. Like just whenever politics, and that's why I kind of stay away from politics because it's like. There's no end game. That's dirty. It's fucking insane. Like it's, it's absolutely insane because it's like you want us to give you some sort of promise. And then Kay Ivy, she's a Division three graduate. Like, hell, she went to Huntington. Yeah. That'd be the last time I refer to that school by name too. Yeah. That's the other Division three. Is that, school is that the uh, the rival Huntington? Yeah, yeah. That, that other Division three. The H word. Yeah, that, we'll them, the Hawks. Then like. You went to school there. You know what it's like to be a D3 product. We are literally going by our bootstraps just trying to figure this shit out. But now you are sitting here like, oh, no, we're not going to give them any money. For what? Like, what do you mean? We're an institute of higher learning. And, like, it's just it pisses me off because, like, I know what that school did for me. Yeah. And everybody that, you know, like, that hated or loved me, like, they hear my voice. They know the impact that I have. If it wasn't for that place, y'all wouldn't even know who the fuck I am. And, like, it's just, it bothers me to my soul because I love that spot. I love the black and gold. I believe black and gold, and I will do whatever it takes. But also, if the only thing that's holding us back is money, we have a shit ton of it. We can find a way. We already don't have a fucking lottery down here, so, like, that's a a surplus of money that we're already missing out on that probably could have roundabout helped us in the long haul. But, like, to me, we're so caught up in this old habits, these old ways, these old standards of living. It's like the one time you have a chance to change the narrative of education in the state of Alabama, you're holding us back and literally watching us beg. And I just think it's a shitty, I just think it's a shitty situation to be in because I don't know how stressed I was being an 18 year old coming into college, not knowing left from right, not knowing anything, but I'd be damned if I was going to be up there at a school, not knowing when I wake up the next morning, if I'm even going to have a class to go to, like there are professors, there's coaches, there's faculty, there's all types of people that are going to be affected. And we're just sitting there, like just sitting there, just watching us just, oh, they'll figure it out. Like, fuck that. Like get with the program, like help us out. And like, it's, it's frustrating. Like it genuinely is frustrating to be in a situation because like I said, it's been something different. If we didn't have literally just a pool of fucking money, just sitting there, and not being able to help. Like, you're just watching us just 
big. Yeah. And I just think like it's just it just makes me mad, man. And it's also it, disheartening man. too, like because like I said, I love that place. I love everything it's done for me, and just it'd be like. We're trying our absolute best. And I will say the city of Birmingham is doing everything they possibly can to prove that like the we need Birmingham Southern. This place needs Birmingham. The nation needs Birmingham Southern. And I'll stand by that. John Bird, you got any extra money we can use to I got a dollar in my pocket, that's about yeah, it. That ain't gonna work. Um Yeah, I, I think I, I I understand your passion. We obviously don't have passion on that level because we don't have that vested interest, but what we do connect with you on on that story is how dirty politics is. It's insane, is. man. And so, like, if I'd have never heard anything about that story and they say, "Do you, Damien's going to tell the story, tell us if you believe him. I'd 100% believe it because I know exactly how things work. And Alabama's one of the worst when it comes to uh, state politics. They're, they're, they're insane, in the business man. of railroading us on a regular basis. So it sucks, man. And But, you know, all you can do is keep fighting the fight you're fighting, yeah. and at the end of the day, even if it turns out uh, that this thing went south or they went under, at least you'll know that you did everything you could. And as I told you the other day, you probably inspire somebody else to, whether it's fight for, for Birmingham Southern, they may fight for their own cause that they're passionate about. Yeah. So it's it, it's, a, it's a win-win situation. You're, like, you're going to come out with a W one way or another. I appreciate it, man. And like I said, man, I'll do whatever I possibly can. It's crazy. John Bird, what do you think about that? I agree. <laughs> I'll take it, man. I, I appreciate it. Talking about politics, though, and I'm not going to get too deep into politics, oh, okay? Here we go. Um, if out of the presidential candidates that are running for the Republican ticket, if you, if you, uh, if you had to pick one of them to sit down and watch a football game with and drink a beer, who the fuck is running? Like, okay, so we like, so you got you got a few guys. Well, obviously, there's Donald Trump. Then you've got uh, Ron DeSantis, who's wearing the boots, which could be awkward at the football game. Okay, and you're watching it at home. You're not going to the game with okay. them. They're on your couch at your house. You've got Nikki Haley. Who is she? Okay, she's um. We're gonna take her out. All right, so um, Vivek Ramaswamy. Okay, we're just gonna say Donald Trump. You'll you'll watch a football game with Donald Trump, which I bet would be fun. I just, you notice we like keep it. a picture of Donald Trump in yeah, here. Yeah, like I it's mean, actually his mugshot. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like politics, dog. Like until election time next year, I probably don't know who the fuck is going. On. I don't know what the fuck is going on. That picture in particular was a source of controversy, and I didn't even know it. Um, I I got that picture and I um. I put it up in the studio, the 99.5 studio. Yeah. When I did it, Val helped me hang it up, and then I ended up uh, coming in the next day, and it was gone. Somebody had taken it down, and they printed a picture of one of the other candidates and, and put it up there. That sounds like a Matt Murphy movie. And so, yeah, it was obviously <laughs> a, like a, a, a gag, but then the next day, the picture wasn't back, and it was like a week and the picture never showed up. I found out from Valerie the other day that they took it down as a gag, mm-hmm. put it in the prize closet to hide it just for one day. And then when they went to the prize closet, it was gone. No. When they closed the prize closet, it locked, and they didn't know ah, where the key was. Makes sense. And so it sat in there for a while. Finally, they get it out. They go sit in my office. I'm like, okay, the bit's over, blah, blah, blah. I get the picture. I go hang it back in the studio. 
I call him in the next day, and it's gone again. That's where the controversy starts. Can I call starts. Real quick? Is there like a pee break in between? Yeah, you go pee. Me and Jim. I appreciate it. I'll be right back, folks. I promise. <laughs> this is the first time. No, this is the second time this has ever happened. Does he know where the bathroom is? Have yeah, you ever used a it. bidet? Uh, he'll, he'll find it. He'll see the button. Do you sit when you pee? That's the question. You if you do, it. you can use the bidet. Now, I wanted to ask him a question because, like, everybody talks about you and how you're not, like, going hardcore on the radio all the time and you talk about yourself and you do things, you know. Right. Right. Uh, I think you have to do that on purpose with the politics side of things with 99.5 just so that way everybody can even stand because it's so serious now. Right. Um, So they always talk. The jocks guys are always professional and serious. Well, they're talking sports. You can be as serious as you want, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um it's just, I mean, these guys, they're, I, I they're not know. coming on the air and talking about their anxiety and, and, yeah, you know. and pooping habits and everything else. Right. right. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think I'm just, I think I'm just the outlier. I think I'm the exception, John Bird, because you don't hear a lot of people that are as transparent about their personal life as we are. Mm-hmm. I would dare say most conservative talkers, especially national talkers, get on the radio and do straight politics from the start to the finish. Yep. And so I've always been in the frame of mind that I want our show to be unique. I want it to be different than everybody else. Um, Because there's a lot of shows out there and I can name them off the top of my head that sound like 10 other shows. You know? Yeah, I totally get you, but knowing you, if you went hardcore every single day, it would almost be like uh, too much. Yeah, so. I feel like it'd be a disservice. I, I don't think I could put on... Uh, and part of it is the, the passion I have for radio. You know, the the fun part of radio is, is, is part of why I wanted to get in it in the first place. So I gotta have both of it. Right, right, right. John's gotta use the restroom too. <laughs> oh my, what is going on here? Oh, both, God, thank God Damien's back. Here comes one. I thought something bad was happening because John Burke started acting really weird just then. Well, everybody's going through the, the drinks, so it's kicking in. Right. Have uh, Have you ever heard of the TV show Bad Hotties of Birmingham? You told me about it a couple weeks ago. But I, I told everybody about it. I don't even remember tape. who I told. Yeah. Hadn't found the tape on it. You hadn't found the tape. Uh, Tony, pull up uh, Facebook, if you don't mind. Okay. It should be on my account. I get. I have all my in. stuff logged into to his computer, uh, and then go to the search on the top left, and then type in "bad hotties." And uh, actually, uh, yeah, click the. That's it. That's it. You can just pick one of those videos. Okay. Uh, so we can show Damien what "bad hotties" is. Go down. Okay. Let's see. Play it from the beginning. Yeah. I uh, go to the next one down because next I think. Down. Yeah, okay, hit the second. X. Uh, go. Let's see. Okay, here you go. This will this will work. Okay. So, Bad Hotties is a um, <laughs> it's a show, like a reality show, and they take women. This is in Birmingham, by the way. They take uh, a certain amount of women, like eight women. They put them in a house and they make them do challenges over the course of several days, and. They decide winners for each one of those challenges. If you lose, you get knocked out. And this, I've got to say, has been one of the most fascinating 
but poorly produced reality TV shows I've ever seen. And maybe I was so connected to it because it was in Birmingham, but it was something about it. Trish and I were locked in. So Even Damon, John Bird enjoyed it. it. But we're we're just like, go go out of that one because we're watching the same clip over and over. <laughs> okay. Right, like, I, I mean, like that doesn't really give it a lot of context. <laughs> yeah, Let's see. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Right, keep, yeah, going. One, like, keep, keep going. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Uh, yeah, you could do that one. That one's the intro to the show, I believe. Okay. Hey. Oh no, this is the first or part of the first episode. So start that from the beginning. Play that this real one? quick. Okay. Yeah. Kind of funny. All right. And we might find your girl in here, Damien. She a hottie. She a hottie. All right, I got to be careful with the music here. So, no, I think that's probably royalty free. YouTube's not gonna be like, oh, he's using the bad hottie theme songs. <laughs> Your band. I don't know. Hey, 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 hey. All right, now. There's a lot of twerking in the show as well. I'm a big fan of those. I'm a big, big fan. John did some twerking here the other day. No, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Again, very poorly produced. They bring them in in the audition process and have them give. She is special talent. Nah, you ain't gotta sign the whole song. It's just basically The downside, Damien, was again poorly produced. They use a camera that's got a mic on it. They're not micing these people up, so a majority of the show is them all talking over each other, and you can't understand what anybody's saying. But I highly suggest, I think there's seven episodes, I highly suggest you check it out. Maybe this is where he can find the hookup. No, 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 no. Yeah, these, these uh, when they say bad hotties, they mean like bad. Like, these are bad girls. We don't want to get you with those. I'm a, I'm a good balance between, you know, classy and ratchet, but that's a little. I mean, I ain't mad at that now. I ain't going to be mad at that. I promise you that. What okay. about what if the producer of this show was good looking? Would you date her? Yeah. I mean, the, okay. the, 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 some of the, the girl hosts oh. are kind of cute, but there's a lot of there's a bad hottie. <laughs> You're about to get a bad bad hottie chocolate starfish in a minute. Look at that! Look at it! <laughs> there was one. Uh, there. Were, yeah, let's go ahead and get rid of this, or people are gonna cut the video off. <laughs> um, like I said, you just gotta find the balance. There was, do you see any balance in there? Yeah, duh. There was one challenge in particular where um, we talked about this on a previous podcast that uh, they had them dress up. They said, we're going out. We're going to the club. Dress up like you're going to the club. Okay. They took them out to the driveway, and they were like, just kidding. Y'all are playing a five-on-five basketball game here in the driveway, <laughs> and you have to continue to wear what you're wearing. And uh, <laughs> I'd never seen so many... Titties flopping out. <laughs> I've never seen. I've never seen panties that were twisted up and knotted up like I saw halfway through that game. Is they're wearing these short shorts, and I mean it's all up in the crack and the turned sideways, and it was fascinating. I mean, it's I. I probably won't watch it again. Yes. But, uh, I mean, Damien's it's very speechless. intriguing. Like it's very intriguing. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It was it was a good project, I think, for um, those guys to put on. You you probably if you watch it you'll recognize some of the some of the spots around Birmingham that they go because that's that's where it is it's a bad hotties of Birmingham, uh but yeah watch it if you get just free time or don't watch it. It's hey man, fine. well football season's about to wrap up. I mean I have some I have some free. What's time. it What's it like in, uh on the sports side when there's no football? 
to me boring. Um, you 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 would you do you talk about yourself like I do all the time? No, I mean not not so much. Like I mean I'm locked in on other sports too. Like because football is just something I know. Like it's something I know I can watch. I know exactly what I'm looking at now. Basketball. I was never good at basketball. Like I just I was athletic enough to go out there and play. Um, but I don't really understand like certain concepts and things like when they start spacing out the floor and all that stuff and baseball kind of the same. But I mean, to me, because like my passion is football, I can talk about it year round, but there does come a point where there's no football on, which I will say one of the coolest things about having these developmental leagues, like these spring leagues pop up, you're only having a short window without some sort of football action. So with us having the Birmingham Stallions around, you could do an XFL, yeah, yeah, USFL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, we have – like, we're continuing the football discussion. may not be as in-depth because we're not just dialed in. But most of the time when football's over, yeah, I kind of get back on my Netflix, Hulu and stuff. Kind of like I really have time to – like, I still got to watch season three Outer Banks, man. Like I don't know what that is. Huh? What is that? That's, Outer, Outer that, Banks? No. I, I've, I've seen John heard. B. Sarah? Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't watch a lot of stuff. I watch politics all the time, so I don't know. I've never seen Outer Banks. I've seen it with the wife, just a few episodes. What's it going to take to get Birmingham excited about the Stallions? Because I really they want... They keep winning. Like, we're back-to-back USFL champions, and now since the USFL is done, we are the final champions for the USFL. But what? I do think that like they're going to merge with the XFL, and Birmingham has to keep Birmingham. Because I got an email this morning about buying season tickets for the stallion yeah. season. And I'm like, what do you mean the stallion? Like, we don't know what's happening. What What, what am I buying season tickets stallions for? Stallions are staying. But the USFL is staying? No, this team, the Birmingham Stallions are. Like, the XFL and the USFL merge. Um, so I wouldn't be buying tickets from the XFL? I guess. I, think I don't, might I don't the think they I think they might change the name of, like, just might be Spring Football League or something like that, or something to the spring where it's like, it's not going to be XFL and USFL. Whatever it is, it's going to be one, one thing. Yeah. I mean, I would prefer I would prefer just keep calling it XFL and just put yeah, the stallions in there. Yeah, just keep the stallions in there. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and, like, it was kind of one of those things where, like, some of these cities that didn't have hubs already, they're kind of falling by the wayside. I think, like, four four or five teams in the USFL. There's like, eight total. Yeah, I think, like, four of four them. Four of them had a home team. Yeah, I don't think four of them are making it to the XFL, I guess you would say, hmm. the merger. But, yeah, Birmingham, yeah, they ain't going nowhere. And yeah. like I mean, to me, I think the Stallions have a lot of support because I mean, we go to Stallions games when the Stallions aren't playing, especially that first year. If the Stallions weren't playing, what nobody showing up downtown. Yeah. But now since the Stallions have like their home base down here, yeah, like we we support. At least I met the only game I didn't go to. I think was like this. I only missed two. The rest of the time I was there. I went to one game and they put the camera on me and I started doing the gritty. And uh, I can imagine how it was so clean that when I was going to get beer, people were stopping me and they were saying, that's the cleanest gritty I've ever seen. (laughs) No lie. (laughs) Dead serious. Wish I had video of it. Yeah, yeah, we're we're good. I think the the masses are okay that we don't have video of it. I'll, I'll show you one day. I mean, I don't know how to gritty. I'm not a dancer. I know that may be surprising, but nah, me and dancing. Uh, never, you never, never get in. I mean, ah, it's not the best look, but it's it's one of these things that could help on the woman front. I mean, if you're a if you're a good dancer, you you're at the club, you could. I'll put it like this: my hips work in other places. Oh, <laughs> hey now, <laughs> now the ladies start pouring in. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. Mm. I ain't got. Oh God, I wish can't I was gritty when you're laying on, when you're laying sideways. <laughs> 
Oh my god. <laughs> Damien <laughs> does. <laughs> Listen, this is what like this is what I don't get a chance to do every single day. Like I, everybody knows me as a sports guy, which I I am just as passionate talking about Tennessee offense as I am with anybody else, but like when I get to let my hair down, yo, yo. Well, like, listen, Monday, down. just go into work and be like, hey, ladies, Damien's about to hit you with a horizontal gritty. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I'd say it on my show. I'll say it when you come on my show. I'll say Damien wants to hit you with the horizontal gritty. Horizontal mumbo. Mumbo number DM6. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll go with it. We'll see how it works. But, no, nah, man, like, I think, like, for me, as far as the love thing goes, man, like I'm still dating. Like I'm, I, like I'm. You're talking to girls. Yeah. Are that, you that, taking girls on dates? The last one I went on was about a week or so ago. Okay. Okay. It's, See, I, I'm not like, here I'm, feeling bad. Like no, I'm, no, hell not. Like like we hadn't brought you any fish. My thing is my my the girls slash women now that knew me from like sixteen to like. 24 25 they have this perception of who i was as a as a youngster yeah. and now since i'm over 25 it's like i'm really trying to leave that image behind yeah, because they you're know famous me. now <laughs> sure I'm a local celebrity that's yeah. what they call me but it's very evident that like the last impression that they have of me is Probably not the most flattering that I've had. No, that's the same I'm, way with me and right. School. Like Thank as I've God gotten older, like, the radio guy. Can y'all forgive me for what I did at twenty one? Like my yeah. frontal lobe was not like connected at that point. Like we're they were like two plugs miles mm. away from each other. And after I turned twenty five, I was like, okay, a lot of the girls I've talked to, they've they've either been married before, they're having kids. What about an older woman? Oh, I'm a sucker for them. What I mean, like right now, if she's forty. What about okay? Age ain't no but a number. So forty seven foot tall. You you just you don't care. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You, you want her to be attractive. You want to be able to twerk like a bad hottie and be smart. I mean and that funny. helps. That helps. But okay, fair enough. No, like if you ask any of the girls I've ever been with, that like, I'm an open book. Like if you ask me a question, you're not gonna get anything but the truth. Like I just need to go ahead and let you know because there was a situation one time, and I'm really about to tell myself now, but I have no fear of this. Best girl. of luck to you, no, my I friend. Have, I have no fear of this girl finding out. But so went out on a date. Um, I offered her. I was like, "Hey, you know, you could come back to my place if you want to, because her her place is a little bit further down the road, and she had to work a little bit earlier." Um, and I told her like I get up early, like I'm out the door before like the sun is even up. So I told her, I was like, hey, you know, I'll leave a key here. You just put the key up under the mat. So, like, you can stay, we can do whatever. Just whenever you leave out, just lock the door, put the key up under the mat. And instead of, like, to me, I'm thinking this is a friendly gesture. Like, I'm being nice and being considerate. The first thing that comes out of her mouth is, oh, so how often do you do this? And I'm, I'm like, what are you hmm. talking about? She's like, oh, so you just, like, you trust me enough to just leave your key up under the mat for me? I'm like... What we just did, I think that showed you how much I trusted you. Like, there's a like, if I can, if I can trust you enough, if I can trust you enough to be inside of, y'all can leave you inside the house. Like, long as you don't, as long as you don't take my crock, long as you don't take my crock pot and my air fryer, I think everything else is pretty like self-explanatory. Yeah, once you hit the gritty, you get the key, lady. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, why would I kick you out at like 1:30 in the morning? Like, hell, I'm. About that's to suffer what, for three hours now because I like got to take a power nap before I go to work. That's what all the other guys are doing though. 
And like, see, that's what they don't know. They're missing with you. You're such a gentleman and a loving person. No, I'm a classy lover. You're I really a classy am. lover. I really am. You're not going to hit it and quit it. You're going to hit it and give <laughs> them a key. I wouldn't say that, but so <laughs> maybe when I was younger. When I was younger, no. No, no in all seriousness, though, like, I am... I am perfectly fine with being single as long as I possibly need to to make sure I got all the bullshit out of my system because I've been in six I've been in six weddings now and every single Oof. groom that I've talked to I'm like hey bro just let you know this is it like I need to know for a fact this is the last like this is the last time I'm buying the suit this is the last time I'm renting this tux yeah. I need to know are you sure because I'm not going down this road again uh, so the no. next time I'm in the full blown suit. My God, it better be my turn. It better be my turn. You will. It's right around the corner. I feel it. I, I feel say, it I say maybe if I am still single, if I'm still single at 30, yeah. there's going to be like, it's going to be hell to pay. You ever thought about being gay? I'm sorry. I just ask everybody that question. I asked Dixon too. It's, you and I heard it's not, there's nothing wrong with it, you know. No, I mean, no, I have no load. Every floats your boat. It's just not, it's not, it's not my, uh, it's not my cup of tea. I'll put it like that. I, I prefer my, uh, us neither. It's fine. I prefer, I prefer my sexual preference of the opposite sex. So. Yeah, that's us. It's all good. Hey, whatever floats your boat, though. Love that's is right. love. Love is blind. Like, I could care less. Larry Sinclair is one of my favorite people. So, Who the obviously, fuck is Larry Sinclair. He's a gay dude. He's, 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 he's the one that blew Obama. See, Andrew's still reminiscing from Anger Carry. Yeah, we uh, talked to Anger Carry about it last night. Actually, I told you about it today because yeah, I showed you like, the clip. It's, it's just a fascinating character. Oh, God. You know? He's just, <laughs> he's just a cool guy. I like him. We're going to hang out with him one day. We're going to bring him here. I mean, he brought wine, so, I mean, like, he's, he's yeah, good we, with me. Oh, he'll, and Larry will be excited when he sees that uh, Taylor port. He'll love it. God. I have to get another bottle of that. Y'all are sick. Obama. Okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Damien, thank you, buddy. Man, I, thank I appreciate bro. this. This is good. We Anytime, we man. got you uh, a beer, three shots of Fireball. Yeah. Well, I only had two. You only drink two of those. Oh, one of those is Amy. She's a team player. She always helps. Did I do a good job, Amy? Phenomenal. Did, Phenomenal. I, did I say too much? No, nah. man. You, you well, you did talk a lot, but that's why we brought you on here. You you got to, you don't get to get this stuff out on, that the, is true. on the radio. That is true. No, and so that's why we SEC. have this. this. I thought you did fabulous. There, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, this show is this podcast is for those people to come in here and say the things they can on the radio. That is so the whole reason for this. I got you. So, so is this like are we about to sign off? Can I do like self promotion right quick? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you do whatever you want. Listen, guys, you can check this beautiful face and hear this wonderful voice every single weekday from 6 to 10 on Jocks 94.5. You can download the mobile app. You can go to jocksfm.com, Apple, Spotify. You hear our podcast for more than Jocks from 6 to 7 with Damian Mitchell and Conrad Van Order. Also from 7 to 10 with Greg McElroy, Cole Kublik, John Saber, and yours truly as well. On the Jock side, I also hop in with Andrew McClain on the line from, was it 11 to 2? Uh, 11.15 to 11.30. Yeah, eleven fifteen to eleven thirty on Fridays, on Fridays, and sometimes Mondays if Tennessee wins. Um, but listen, I appreciate everybody here on the Roundtable, Willie. Man, this shit's fun. That was so that was so professional of you, what you just that. did. That was the most that professional before? thing I've done today. <laughs> good, good. We're here to be professional. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. Absolutely, man. All right, fun. so uh, we'll do it again. Yes, uh, very soon because this. Roundtable Willie is a show where we rotate the guests. We bring in new people all the time, 
And so you'll be back, my friend. Oh, I, I have no doubt. Like, I'm I'm already planning, like, my next interview. Like, there it is, baby. Damian Mitchell, Jay Bizzle, Woo! Tony Gump. And until next time, see you, cuz.